Hello. I'm not very technically inclined. I, I needed some help. Thank you. Welcome. Fan Expo Canada. How are you doing this morning? Are there any uh, musical theater fans in the audience? I was pretty sure of the answer to that one, right? Uh, I am a former music theater actor myself. It's Sunday morning, first panel of the day. Everybody 
sounds like we're just about at the energy level that we need to bring our honored guests out, uh, but in the time-honored tradition of musical theater, we need, to, we need to warm up a little bit, okay, before they can be our guests, right? <laughs> so, are you ready to blow the roof off this place? Okay. Okay, a little bit more on this one. Are you ready? Because I'm a little scared and rather unprepared. Are you ready? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Beauty and the Beast. Paige O'Hara, Robbie Benson. Keep it going, keep it going, keep it going, yeah! Well, Robbie, so I'm testing, one, two, three. Yeah, you're the hey, filmmaker, I too. I mean, he's making a whole film of this entire weekend. <laughs> It's so it's cool. a great event, and we, you guys are just so special. And I love it when you guys come up and talk to us, and we get to know you. And some of the costumes are just absolutely remarkable. They are. So thank you. There's a pretty one right there too. Makes Hi. us feel at home. Thank you. Thanks. Now I've I've got a couple of questions for these wonderful folks. We have four microphones set up. We've already got somebody lined up at one of them. Start lining up. We want to give this over to you guys as much as possible because you are here to see them. They are here to see you. And this this I already feel like this is going to be one of the best Q and A's we've had this weekend. You think we're ready for this? Personally, I'll answer anything. Well, almost. Anything. Well, Beauty and the Beast, to start off with, is, is such a revered classic for so many wonderful reasons. So many people in this audience uh, experience it as kids, as uh, kids at heart, and the, the, the love and affection for it, watching it, re-watching it, the re-releases, the IMAX releases, all of that stuff. It, 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 it makes me want to, want to take the two of you back and ask what you were fans of when you were kids. What were, you, were you big into reading? Were you into movies? What, what was it that captivated your imagination? Was it music, uh, music mm. theater? I mean, very open-ended, whatever, whatever yeah. was really your biggest passion. Uh, well, for me, it was Mary Poppins, you know? Yeah. And, uh, good, good way to stay yeah. on brand. Exactly. Well, I got to meet Julie Andrews at an event, and I was, I was so nervous meeting her and everything. And I'd actually stood by and went on for her in The King and I, at the Hollywood Bowl, she got sick like four days before the opening, and they had me learn her part in four days of Anna. It was crazy. So she said, oh, Paige, I have to thank you for what you did for me. And I'm like, we ended up hanging out together all weekend. It was like my dream, you know, with my idol. But I was, uh, I fell in love with music and acting and stuff when I was a little kid. I started acting class at age four, and uh, Judy Garland was my biggest idol. Yeah. So. And I do love to read. I am definitely the bookworm. And I still want the books, the actual books, not my yeah. Kindle. I want them all in my library. <laughs> um, I had a very weird childhood. I grew up in New York. Um, <laughs> so my favorite 
movies that I used to look up to were um, like Dr. Strangelove, uh, a, lot of, a lot of Bergman films like Cries and Whispers, um, very, very strange films. Um, I started doing voice work when I was about 13 or 14 because in New York there was this place called uh, Titra Films that would get all of the foreign films into the United States and they needed to put them in English. So I would play all of the children's roles, even babies. I, you know, I would <laughs> play babies crying and um, all kinds of stuff. And even I, I did War and Peace, The Garden of Fincy Contines, some great movies. But I have to be honest because I also did all the Godzilla movies. Oh, he did. He really did. And, and it's what I, I was gives... going to ask you about this, and I'm glad that you just brought it up. Well, it's old-fashioned because it was really called looping. It's where there was a loop of film instead of ADR, which is uh, something that's programmed. So you hear these three beeps and you start, it starts recording on the fourth beat and it's very rhythmical and it's fantastic. But we used to do paragraphs. And because we, because of the Godzilla movies, you got paid an extra $50 if you did more than 100 loops. <laughs> and as a kid, that was like a big deal, really big deal for me. And that also is what gave um, looping a very bad name. Because there would be like this little boy going, Godzilla, Godzilla, there's Godzilla. <laughs> and what ended up happening, because we were trying to get uh, an extra 100 loops in or whatever, um, it would look like Godzilla, Godzilla, <laughs> there's Godzilla. <laughs> but I, I was very lucky. I was starring on Broadway when I was 12. I did a musical when I was 14 on Broadway. I, I was actually on the Ed Sullivan show. I love this story. Which is... Uh, uh, so alive. next we've got Robbie Benson. He's a young talent out of New York. Well, I was, I was 14, I was in the Rothschilds, and um, they we were doing the number Sons, and all the Sons had to come out and sing with Hal Linden. And um, Ed Sullivan, how many of you remember Ed Sullivan? I know Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, back then it was the Ed Sullivan Show and the Wonderful World of Disney on Sunday yes. nights. Absolutely. It was, you know, it was so iconic. and. We were scared to death of Ed Sullivan, all the boys who had to sing in this number. And of course, back then, they would point to me and they would say, can you go see if Ed Sullivan will shake our hands, not just Hal Linden, but our hands after we do the, uh, do the number before they go to commercial? And I went, oh, oh, okay. And it was just like in The Wizard of Oz. The door opened and down the hallway, there was Mr. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. And I remember walking in and finally saying, Mr. Sullivan, can we shake your hands too? And he said, okay. <laughs> and so, um, of course, I, I wanted to turn and run like the Cowardly Lion, but I just kind of walked away. I don't really remember it. It was that frightening. But after the number, and before they went to commercial, 
he called us over and he let us shake his hand. And it was one of the coolest moments of my life. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, one of the coolest things about these conventions is the unplanned, unexpected things. You, you were saying that about, you know, at the end of the hall, and over here I heard a couple of people jump into the chorus of Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan, we're gonna meet Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Oh my God! Bravo! Yes, bravo. I well felt done. good about bye this. Bye bye This is this is magnificent. Let's let's go ahead and send it right over to you, right there. I think I think I think that microphone okay. earned it. No, she's gonna go first. Okay. I don't care. She's going first. No, I'm serious. Yeah, you're the one singing, right? You first. Oh, you were you were singing too? Okay, you can no, go. I am not. Absolutely not. I'm not a singer. Okay, unfortunately. Fine. fine, you can go. All right. Hey guys, um, it's nice to see you. Thank it's you. great to have you in Toronto, and um, I just want to say that. Um, Beauty and the Beast, it's a masterpiece, and you guys really brought it to life with your voices. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, I know that crossovers, um, they're becoming a really big thing, and I'd just like to ask you guys, um, who do you think um, your Disney characters, uh, Belle and Beast, uh, would get along with, um, with any other Disney character in any other Disney film? What do you think? Hmm. Well, all the princesses get along together in Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't want to yeah. violate any NDAs or anything, but, but yeah, the girl gang gets together. The girl gang gets together, and we had such a blast. It's so much fun. But I think Belle and Mulan would really get along. I think so. Yes. Well, it's because of Mulan that I took up kickboxing and <laughs> martial arts. This, this only makes me hope that at some point at one of these shows they put you and Ming on, on a panel together. Oh, uh, I would love it. Because you'd be it. a riot. I would love to do that. We, we both. We should be singing with Alan, shouldn't we? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's a good idea. Fantastic. I, I think the beast should be in every movie. <laughs> I mean, he fits. He fits wherever he goes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He just roars and takes care of people. And makes people laugh. That's important. Absolutely. We'll go to the top mic on the side. Good morning. morning. Um, Hi. So, growing up as a child, I know that this movie was a great influence in allowing me to pursue a career in musical theater. And as somebody who did go to musical theater, I get, you know, different um, people's work in my book. So my question for you is, what was it like to work with Howard Ashman? He's my heart, you know. He is really, if you think about it, he and Alan Menken are really responsible for the resurgence of animation because um, it had pretty much died, you know, and they begged Disney to do this Little Mermaid and they put up their own money and um, it was Howard's vision, really pretty much both Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, we all took everything from Howard. I'm talking the animators, the directors, the producers, Everything was in his vision, and, and uh, he was just a brilliant, funny, wonderful man. And um, I am so privileged to have had the chance to work with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't spend as much time as uh, Paige did. I only had one song. And believe it or not, I can't remember the lyrics to the song. <laughs> I know there are a lot of birdies around me. And, and, um, but... Uh, but it's funny, when we recorded this, we recorded it the same way you record a Broadway musical. 
And that made me feel very much at home. Um, the entire Philharmonic Orchestra is out there. You're in a booth. You know, you're, when, when it's time for you to sing in the, in the song, you, you sing. I actually thought um, that we were getting levels, uh, which is, you know, the eng sound engineer and everything, I, I thought was just like making sure. a practice sure. take, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it wasn't, I didn't even know we were rolling, to be quite <laughs> honest. And, um, <clears throat> and I sang it, and um, they went, great. Thanks, you're done. <laughs> and so I guess I could feel proud that it was one take, but at the time I thought, great, thanks, you suck. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was fired, to be quite honest. Um, and, uh, and I guess they were very, very happy with it, and that's when I got to meet Mr. Ashman uh, right after that. So uh, it, was, it was a wonderful day. Yeah, Howard took a, a special interest in Bell, so he was at all of my acting recording days. He would be out in the booth and talking to the directors and stuff, and he was just such a genius, wasn't he? I mean, yeah. amazing. Um, and it's sad he didn't get to see the film, but you know, I think he did see the film. You know, I do think he, he saw it, and it, his, I think he was very happy with what his vision uh, turned out to be. As a, a little follow-up to that, wonderful question, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the Little Mermaid was uh, the first movie that I saw in a movie theater. And oh. it began this road of, of watching each of these films. And when that special edition DVD of Beauty and the Beast came out, and there was so much attention given to Howard and the way that he really lived and acted uh, what he was looking for from you, what, what was it like working with him very directly on... on capturing the essence of the character. Do you know, it was a couple of things. It was scary sometimes because he was such a genius and he was so wired and high energy and everything. So sometimes he would be a little intimidating, but then it'd also be exhilarating too. You would find yourself just totally getting wrapped up in his emotion and his joy of what he was doing. And uh, he made everybody better, you know, just by being Howard. We can all remember him best by being the best Howard Ashman we can be, right? I do have one more story. I don't, I don't really tell it very often, but um, when we did the, uh, the press conferences coming out, you know, um, Angela Lansbury didn't want to sing Beauty and the Beast on the TV. You know, she didn't want to do it. So they asked me to sing Beauty and the Beast, and I went to, Howard, to uh, Alan Mankett's house, and uh, it was amazing seeing all those awards and everything. But he taught me the song of Beauty and the Beast, because it wasn't my song. But, and he got all excited, and he said, we have to call Howard, because Howard was in the hospital at this point, and really, really sick. And he says, he's never heard anybody but me, or himself, sing the song. He hadn't heard Angela yet. And um, so I sang it over the phone, and Howard, well, that's the last time I got to really speak to Howard. So it was a really bittersweet moment, and... He got very emotional on the other line, and he said, it's so beautiful, Paige, so beautiful. That's my last Aww. thing, so. Yeah. Well, the, the, two of you, the two of you do him such a tremendous honor, and it's one of the reasons people love that film so much, because you are not afraid to go right for the heart yeah, and give it everything. I told you guys, this was gonna be great, right? <laughs> okay, we gotta lighten this up. Right over here. <laughs> We could yeah. spend an entire hour just talking about Howard Ashman. I mean. Hi, good morning. It's uh, Mark from Montreal. I have a question to ask you. Um, I don't think it's ever been done at a Q&A. 
is it possible for you to sing the song Bell, but when you're singing the song, to have the audience to do participation and doing oh. chorus? <laughs> How much money you got? She gets paid to sing, buddy. Yeah, she, she promised me that when I was at the She promised you? Oh. Page. You promised him, well then you have to do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Well, you guys have to be the, the townspeople then, okay? You guys know the parts, right? And you gotta remember, I'm 61 years old now. <laughs> Doesn't show, doesn't no, show at all. Thank you, thank wow. you, I fight it. <laughs> okay, let's see, what's my key, A flat? There goes the baker with his tray, like always, the same old bread and rolls to sell. Every morning just the same, since the morning that we came to this poor provincial town. Good morning, Belle! Bonjour! That's kind of a high key for my old age, but it's, it feels natural there, though. It does. It works. It's, 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 it's the right key Thank for you. Sunday morning. Thank you. Microphone up top there. Uh, I was, I got to guess a question for the both of you. Um, a little bit of two. Uh, do you ever go to the Disney parks to check out your characters and when they, s <laughs> when they see you, do they know that you were the character? Yes, they always know. It's so weird when you go in there and I have my, my legend card that gets me, you know, in for the rest of my life. Carried in like Marilyn Monroe. It's so weird. The arms of men. I went there just nonchalantly with my husband at one point and we were working in Disneyland or whatever right outside there and we just walked in and all of a sudden there's like the little beep that happens when you give them your card. Legends on property, legends on property. And then I had all these people coming around and it was really weird. It was really kind of fun. And the bells, there was one bell that was really wanted to talk to me about her career, but she couldn't break the character of Belle. Oh. So they, <laughs> they heard the fellow who was in charge of hiring the Bells, he actually pulled me into this office to speak to her about this co college that she wanted to go to, and she still wouldn't break the character of Belle. <laughs> and he said, Trisha, you could be Trisha now, it's okay. <laughs> and she was just like so flustered, but it was adorable. They were really good, these people. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the little kid that, that yells at Gaston. Have you seen it on the internet? <laughs> yes. Isn't that a riot? For like 15 minutes, she just reams this, this little girl reams him. It's great. <laughs> it's always so cute. <laughs> you've seen the Beast, too. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen the Beast. I mean, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember, I did the voice for this one thing, you know, you probably did too, yeah. that, they did a Beauty and the Beast at Disney World. And this was back in the mid-90s, and I had my little boy on my shoulder. And, um, and I remember when the Beast came out and did my roar and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> um, my little boy went, oh, bad noise, bad noise. Aww, <laughs> so cute. But my, my, my thing is, is I... I love doing the candlelight processional at Disney World. Mm. Have you guys? Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite things because as a musician, I'm completely surrounded by the orchestra and the singers, and it is heaven for me. So uh, I, I try to do that as often as I can. Um, 
And if you guys uh, have ever seen me do it there and you want to call Disney, um, <laughs> tell them I should do it this Christmas. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, you know, letting Disney know that people want something, uh, there, there was this uh, live action Beauty and the Beast film, and there's a Beast song that you, I, do I have this right? You, you haven't been recorded singing evermore, have you? Not, not after the bird song. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, would you be would you be interested in recording and releasing that as a single? You know what? I do. I've I've just finished writing uh, my second Broadway musical. Wow! And um, wow. I, it's amazing. Okay, well, to look, read man, this. focus on that. Oh my yeah. God! I, so I don't. Good. Yeah, I, I. It's it's that that is for people like and Paige deserves to sing that. You know, I mean, even in my musical. I, I wrote, oh, this is going to kill Paige. Um, this kind of puts her on the spot, which is really good. <laughs> I, I, I wrote one of the leads for Paige, and um, I've been begging her to do it. So, like, now saying that in front of all you guys, just a little more pressure. <laughs> I love you, Ravi. I haven't been performing much in the last couple of years because I've been painting for Disney, and it's been... A real blessing, and actually, as I've loved painting Beauty and the Beast, and now I'm painting all the princesses, and and I'm doing Simba right now. But I do miss being on stage. I've done it my whole life, and I, if anybody's going to get me back on stage, it's your musical. I, I have <laughs> to say one thing: um, if you guys ever go to Las Vegas, there's a gallery in Caesar's Palace where a lot of Paige's art is hanging. Mm -hmm. She is a remarkable artist. She, yes. Her paintings are Thank incredible. You. You check it out. Thank you. And don't get lost at the tables. <laughs> Let's go right over here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, my name is Emily. Um, I'm from Barrie, a little city north of here. <laughs> Woo! Yay, Barrie people! There's nothing to do in our city and it's boring. Anyway. Um, I would love to sing for you if that would be okay. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Yeah. Home from the Broadway musical. Is this home? Is this where I must learn to be happy? Never dreamed that a home could be dark and cold. I was told Every day in my childhood, even when we grow old, home should be where the heart is. Never were words so true. My heart's far, far away. Home is too. Hmm. That's beautiful. <laughs> So, so where can people see you on stage in Barrie, Ontario? I would love to, but there's no theater in Barrie. Maybe uh, we should start something. You need to start it. I think you probably have that. an angle on it. Right? I actually got to sing that with the Philharmonic from Tokyo. I toured Japan for 22 cities, and I, I was so happy that we added that song for, for the tour. My husband and I did it. He played the Beast in Gaston, and yeah. it was fun. My husband actually played the Beast in the Broadway version, so it's kind of all in the family. It's crazy. You, <laughs> you just, sound absolutely You're just collecting beautiful. beasts. You, you sound gorgeous. You, oh, you, thank you. Yeah, you need to leave your name and number with me, okay? Because in... Thank you so much! 
I have I'm to tell cry. you. I have to tell you something. In today's world, where everything is auto-tuned, yeah. Um, you just were circular. Your pitch was so beautiful. Thank you. And your tone is gorgeous. As they say, it was totally Thank in the you. pocket. You sang in the pocket. All I'm going to say now is eat that Emma Watson. <laughs> I, I think our guests have no comment. <laughs> this mic right up here. <clears throat> Hi there. Uh, two things from the movie that stuck with me uh, are the last line of the opening oration, which goes, for who could ever love a beast? And, uh, and the main lesson being that uh, characters should matter more than looks in the choice of a romantic partner. That second one stuck with me because, according to what I've read, it, it doesn't quite bear out uh, as much as it should in the real world. OkCupid, okay uh, a major dating website, conducted a study. Uh, We're aware it is a major dating website, yes. <laughs> yes, OkCupid okay recently conducted a study and found that not only uh, uh, is the photo the, the most important factor, whether or not you get responses, but uh, the uh, female users surveyed rated an astounding 80% of uh, male users as below average, which of course makes no mathematical sense. With that in mind, do you think a more accurate last line should be, for who could ever love a beast when Mr. Average is already so repulsive? <laughs> I was wondering where we were going, and then we got there. Now I got it. Oh, um... Do, do you feel I, I like it, it gives you, an appropriate end to the story, the last line? I, I just want to tell you that, um, well, I love, I love the fact that, um, she actually falls in love with the beast, and the beast falls in love with her as a beast. Um, because my wife fell in love with me as a beast. <laughs> but I heard this weekend for the first time, and remember, we did this in the early 90s. Um, s s people kept coming up and talking about the Stockholm, I mean... Stockholm Syndrome. syndrome. I, I, you know, uh, about falling in love with your captor, captive, uh, whatever, I, I, that is just so odd to me. This is the first time I've, I've ever experienced that someone is putting that together with, with the film. Um, I, I really hope that's not how you guys are looking at it. <laughs> You're saying that there's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Yeah, I'm back on uh, falling in love with the beast as the beast. I actually ad-libbed a line that didn't end up in my movie, but it ended up in the live-action movie, where Belle's a little shocked when she sees him as the prince, and she's touching his face, and she says, Do you think you could grow a beard? <laughs> That was my ad lib, and Emma did it. She did the line. I was like, oh my God. It was so funny. You know, I, finally I remember Victor. when you did that. Yeah. yeah. It almost ended up in our version. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Right over here. Morning, guys. Hi. What did you guys think of the new live action Be the Beast? The new live action? Yeah, what did you guys think of it? I really liked it. I really thought they did a beautiful job. Um, I had like two things I didn't like. Um, which is, I've been open about, so it's not a secret. Um, but other than that, I thought Emma was a great, and I thought that Dan Stevens was brilliant. And Josh Gad is always brilliant. Oh my gosh, he's so good. Um, he's just so talented. I know him back from Florida days, when I grew up there. He did South Florida theater all the time. 
So, but I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. And I, I told Emma I was jealous that she got to be the inventor. <laughs> I wish I could have done that. And I wish that Robbie could have had the song that Dan yeah. sang. But I didn't like Gaston shooting the beast. That's the thing I really didn't like. I didn't like the guns. Yeah, I, I, li I liked his performance a whole lot. And then as a character he did that, I was like, oh, man, come on. Well, you know, Don Hahn didn't want the gun shooting part. He lost the battle. Don Hahn, saint uh, among producers. Yeah. If you haven't seen Waking Sleeping Beauty, you really must see it. Yeah, it's brilliant. And he actually produced our movie and co-produced the live action. And he said, Paige, I lost that battle. The director really wanted the gun, so for his point to be made. But, but I loved it. Would you guys like it? Yeah? Well, I got to go to the premiere, and that was really cool. And um, I walked up, and there was Emma, like, five feet away, and she literally went, ah, Paige! And all the people were turning around looking at us, and we were hugging and laughing and talking, and it was really cool. It was really, really cool. She's adorable. I should have played her mother in the movie. How, yeah, what's up with on. them? Missed opportunities, right? <laughs> yep. Let's see next up here. Hey, Paige O'Pera. Um, hi, Robbie Benson. Um, it's really nice to um, meet you um, in person for the very first time. Um, I'm a huge Disney Princess fan. Um, and, um, okay, I'll try to It's okay, uh, we're all nervous. I'm, I'm stuck on stage. You have no idea how nervous I am. You're good, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, it's all improvised. All right, my question is improvised. All right, so. Before I'm Frozen, all the Disney Princess films were um, traditionally animated, which the animations were really great for um, on paper. And then Frozen came, and then Moana, and now we're going to um, CGI Disney Princess films. I know it's the future, and animation is all done in CGI and such, and it's much more um, cheaper to do in CGI than it is to do on traditional um, in paper. But... Um, would you, do you ever want um, Disney to um, ever go back to um, traditional um, oh, animation Yeah, I movies? am so glad you said that. Because, um, you know, being an artist at Disney, you know, we worked with the animators, and um, it takes them an entire week, to, an animator, to draw four seconds of film. Seriously? Um, I mean, it was just, well, it's unbelievable, the art form. Frame by frame by frame by frame. You've got 24 frame by frame by frame, frame, by frame yeah. Second. And I think that... Absolutely, I hope that they get tired of this format and they go back to the hand-drawn animation and put those animators back to work, you know. A lot yeah, of is, artists uh, lost their jobs. It's, you know? it's a brilliant craft that should not become a lost art. No, absolutely, it should not be a lost art. And it's a very much appreciated art. And, not, you know, working with Mark Hen quite a bit, which I do, he animated Belle and, and oh, so many of them. But uh, he's, you know, he's like misses what he used to do and his ideas are just off the charts what he has to give now you know so they need to open their minds up a little bit at least do one of those a year yeah. you know um, um that actually reminds me of something um have you heard of this um animator and animation director named don bluth don bluth yeah don bluth yeah um, he, he was don he bluth. was at disney for i don't know a couple of years yeah he did one or two things if you want to, in case you don't know, he's actually working on his own um, traditional animation and film called, um, I think it was called um, Dragon's Lair, the movie. He hopes to um, use that film to create a spark to bring back traditional animation films. 
you know, you've given me a great idea. We should actually invite Don and his producing partner, Gary, to one of these shows because you guys would want to see them, right? Yeah! Yeah, do great so! Idea. Thank you so much for your question. We're going to go... To, no well, problem. We're going to go to Belle, of course. Hi, Belle. <laughs> hi, Paige. Hi, Robbie. Hi. Um, just wondering if we could all get a group photo with all the um, Beauty and the Beast characters after the panel. Do you want to maybe have everybody meet you up in the autograph hall? Sure, we could do one up here on stage, sure. Yeah. She's the boss. <laughs> so, if you're not wearing one of the costumes, I don't want, you to, want to see you coming you're up You're talking here. about everyone in costume? Yes, please. Sure, let's plan on it. All right, cool. Okay, we'll, we, will, we will make time, we will make that happen. All right, I, I think we've got, uh, we've got a, a kid up here on this microphone. Kid questions are the best questions. It's, it's just the truth. <laughs> okay, so... My question is, if you would play a different, a different character in a different movie, what would you d play in what movie and why? Wow. What a great question. Wow. Well, you about Disney movies or any kind of movie? Uh, any kind of movie, like... Like maybe the legends is so cool. Or the actor's dream: give yourself the gig you want. Well, I mean, I'd have to say King Kong. <laughs> I mean, you did Godzilla. King Kong, awesome choice. Yes. That would be the beast on steroids. <laughs> oh really? Okay, I'm I'm like a wannabe Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I just love I love the martial arts and stuff, you know. But it's not really a challenge acting wise, but you know. Acting-wise, I hope to play Judy Garland someday in a little film. Sounds like an awesome choice. The old Judy. <laughs> I have to say, big time. Well done, man. Big well time. Done. Awesome. That's a great question. Yeah. And I think you stumped us a little bit. <laughs> right here. Hi. Is that a Jellicle cat over there? Well, I'm the beast. Oh, you're the beast. I'm sorry. I, I, it, okay, now I can see the coat. I saw the ears. Yeah, the and lighting I, is hard to see. It looked like a costume I wore 20 years ago. <laughs> Um, so, I, I don't want to be greedy, but I have two sort of quicker questions. Is that okay? Rock and roll. Okay. Well, um, Paige, I know that you like to do art, and so do I, so I was wondering, like, what your favorite medium is, or I know you like to paint Disney princesses, or if there's anything else that you like to paint. I'm just interested. Yeah, a favorite medium to use making art. She'd like to paint it? Yeah. Oh, that I like to paint. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, old age hearing. <laughs> Quiet, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love painting Belle, but she's definitely the most difficult of all of them. The one that just like poured out of me, and I did it in like two days, was Ariel. And I think that's partly because I just love Ariel, but I also love Jody Benson, who's my friend who played her. And um, yeah, that one came out amazing. I love the orange, red hair, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think the most difficult princess is Belle, and second to her, I would say, believe it or not, Cinderella. She, her, she's, she, she changes angles. Her, her, it's very different. If you look at her profile and you look at her head on, you know, that one gave me a bit of a, a problem. <laughs> I'm to, loving painting Simba right now, though. Oh, my gosh. If, <laughs> if you had to paint something other than uh, something from Disney, what would you paint? Well, what I, I've always painted since I was three years old, and I would copy uh, Turner, Sargent, and Da Vinci. Hmm. And I've been working on different aspects of Madonna of the Rocks of Da Vinci for years. And I've, I've done the Virgin Mary and the Guardian Angel. And um, 
I'm going to finish it at some point. <laughs> but you learn so much when you copy the masters, you know, and I've, I kept trying to get the skin tone that Da Vinci had, and I kept using my fingers, and I found out later that's what he did, you know, use his fingers to blend it. But so it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy business, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's a whole different kind of vulnerability that you have, you know, when you're, you have your artwork and the art critics and... Uh, there were a couple guys at Disney that were not happy when I got signed, and ultimately they've become my buddies. So it's yeah. been great. Princess wins them over every time. There you go. Up here. Um, yes, I'd say I'm from Barry too. Um, what are some, of, are some of your favorite memories from working on the movie, and what is something that uh, you wish had been put in that ad lived part of something? This, this question's for both of you. Uh, any any other favorite memories from working on the film? I mean, we, we've talked about some of them. Right. Um, any any bits that you wish had been included? I mean, you had the line that didn't make it in. Was yeah. there anything else that maybe didn't didn't quite make it in that you wish had? I, I'll be honest. I truly don't remember, but that's because I'm 61. <laughs> um, I do remember, you know, trying always in an honest way because there's. There's comedy and then there's honest comedy, things that truly come from a character that make you laugh. And I remember always doing as many bits as possible. And I think, you know, a lot of them made them into the movie. But my favorite thing when I used to do that was hearing the animators, the directors, and uh, Don Hahn. You could actually hear them laughing. From behind the glass. From yeah. behind the glass, yeah. <clears throat> It's fun. Yeah. But I don't remember which ones didn't make it. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> and just, I, I want to go into the production side of animation, so I, I always love hearing these behind-the-scenes things. Thank you very much. We, we had so much fun. I mean, yeah. you know, it was, just, it was just an experience that, you know, you'd, you'd record for, you know, a week or two, and then you'd disappear and go do your thing for a few months. Then you come back, and this went off and, you know, on for two years. But... Uh, it was an amazing experience, and there were a lot of wonderful moments, with, especially with Howard Ashman. Are you kidding me? The funniest man in the world. Um, he made us laugh. I remember my first day, I was so nervous, and Robbie had not been cast yet. Um, they were still looking for their beast, and I started to do my lines, and, whoa, stop, stop. And Howard's like, we don't want Ethel Merman. We want Paige, you know. I was, like, playing to the balcony, you know, and my, like, totally my character went out the window. So it was, it was kind of fun. But that, after that moment, I kind of calmed down. And, but I didn't really come together with my character until you came along. And Robbie came along a month later, and uh, we requested to record together. And that was the greatest thing. They don't do it much anymore because it's, it's time-consuming, it's expensive. But you know what? It, it was magical because we could actually, you know, be spontaneous and ad-lib off of each other and, and played it like a film. We yes. did it like a, a Broadway show or a film. And, yeah. um, um, so that was, that was really unique that we got to do that. So. Yes. So they, they're just telling me that we're needing to wrap up, which is sad, but the wonderful thing is the two of you are here Thank the rest of the day and everyone can go and get the in-person Paige and Robbie experience, yes? Okay. Now, uh, because we've, we've run a bit over and we have to logistically do a variety of things, uh, cosplayers, would you guys be cool with the idea of meeting them back up in the autograph hall once they're back at their tables, you know, after this, and get everybody together there, just because there are a lot of you, I'm realizing, and getting you all up on stage and everybody around might be a little bit tough. Is that okay? Sure. Is that okay? Great, huh? That work? All right. So this, this has been an absolute 
honor and pleasure and bucket list treasure thing for me. I think that's, it's safe that I can say that for many of you as well. Thank you. So you guys are here the rest of the day. Let's hear it one more time for Paige and Robbie. Thank you. Thank you. When I met you, you in the summer, to my heartbeat sound, we fell in love as the leaves turned brown. And we could be together, baby, as long as skies are blue. You act so innocent now, but you lied so soon. When I met you in the summer One, one, one. Good afternoon, everyone. If you, our next panel following this session will be Jason Isaacs. However, we do need to clear the theater and you do need to reline up. However, if you hold our VIP pass, or if you needed assistance getting to your seat today, you may remain in the theater. Otherwise, you must exit the theater out through the glass doors on the top and reline up for Jason Isaacs. Thank you.